Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter Bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420 in stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and today only deals. <laughs> the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to your favorite one-stop shop for true crime stories, real-life tales of the unexplained, and horror news, Monsters at Midnight, brought to you by the Zima Podcasting Network. It is October. It is October. I don't know where I was going with that sentence, but it is October, and as you know, that means we You're do fired! It. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it had to happen at least once this show. So, as you know, we do a weekly edition of the show in October. You so you can expect four editions of the show, four or five. I don't know how four. many. Four. That sounds about right. Four, three and a half. You forgot how many weeks there are in a month, didn't you? Maybe. <laughs> um, nice work. I just want October to last as long as possible. Same. Well, too bad for you, man. Doesn't. It's true. <laughs> this is the first uh, edition of the weekly editions of Monsters of Midnight for October. I'm your host, your favorite escaped madman, loose on the airwaves, terrorizing your eardrums, Matt Schaefer. And at my side, we have the jet-legged but always fantastic Witch of the North, Jolyn Dormady. How are you, my dear? Oh, I'm great. This is going to be great. This is a great day. So and fun. running the switchboard, pulling the levers, shooting the electricity all throughout this podcast, animating it with life is the professor himself, Graham Zima. I, I can't spell Jolyn's last name correctly (laughs) you fixed it fun fact you fixed it on the website anytime that we post anything it's 95 percent of the time it's always spelled wrong god damn it so i just want to make that clear to everyone out there that i am a a failure i'm a failure and i'm firing him now thank you (laughs) and the credentials that matt presents me are are i'm not worthy of so um this is my retirement i don't you'll never you'll never hear me again i don't think i've ever once presented you with credentials you just did like two seconds i'm the laboratory i'm the person that makes this all go and you just built me up to something doesn't mean you have to be good at spelling that's true that's true i never claimed to be good at that flip knobs and moving on uh it is the first i mean isn't everything an innuendo on this show yes it wouldn't be a good episode of monsters at midnight if we didn't get some sort of penis reference in. Monsters at motherfucking midnight. True. So bolt your windows, lock your doors, turn out the lights. Monsters at Melon Farming Midnight rides <laughs> for the first time in the month of October, <laughs> playing with expectations as well. You're fired. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm so tickled by that. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to start a speed with playing with expectations. There's a movie that just came out recently that maybe didn't play with anyone's expectations because <laughs> it looked to be a true modern day slasher film in every sense of the word. Hellfest was released on September 28th and our local witch doctor, Jolyn Dormady, got a chance to see it. Jolyn, what were your thoughts on Hellfest? Okay. Uh, the first thing I have to say is I feel like Uh, This movie might get a lot of flack, and I don't think that should discourage you from seeing it. Um, It's sort of, I'd say it's like humor and kind of mood is very similar to like Freddy versus Jason, maybe a little bit of Scream, where it's like, it it seems to be somewhat self-aware and a little bit maybe stereotypical, but in kind of a fun, over-the-top way. Um, It reminds me a lot of like kind of early 2000s horror, which like, I didn't like in the early 2000s, but now I have an appreciation for, so I was super into it. Um, Also, like, the more I read about the people who made this movie, the more into it I got, uh, because they were super into practical effects, and the deaths are fucking amazing. Oh my god. Like, you know, it's... 
so the the basis is like it's a a traveling kind of like haunted amusement park and or like carnival kind of thing um and then a slasher you know comes in as like a patron and then starts murdering people for real um and which is like a scary fucking idea anyway because they have all these new attractions where you sign a waiver and like suddenly if you get hurt it's not your fault or it's you know not their fault and you know it's it's creepy it's a creepy idea and it's fun um but yeah so the deaths in that movie are fucking incredible as you can only imagine um i don't want to give too much away because it's still a pretty new movie so um all i have to say is like definitely check it out um and Tony Todd is in it if you didn't see from the preview which is super fun aka oh, yeah, Candyman yeah I love Tony Todd um he's also in Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead yeah yep um and I'm not trying to like give too much away but I mean there I did have some disappointments with this movie and I'm I am gonna say that and one of the things I was disappointed with was Tony Todd's character. It wasn't super great. And I think they should have given him something maybe bigger or just more, I don't know, just more involved, I guess. Um, let's see. Do I have anything else to say? I took notes on Dunkin' Donuts napkins, just so the, the world knows today. Jolin's had a hell of a day. I have, but I took notes still, so I'm always prepared and I'm awesome. So just remember that. <laughs> you heard so it here sorry. first folks what i've been saying for three months she finally has admitted to it so <laughs> she can't deny it ever again it's because i'm overtired don't listen to me um jesus but i took the notes when i wasn't overtired so you know it's accurate junk um oh the budget was kind of neat to me because they didn't they only spent 5.5 million and that's including building this like amusement park for oh, wow. filming, which I think is amazing, and that includes the cost of Tony Todd, whatever right, the fuck yeah. that is. Um, but they still did mostly. I think it was all practical effects. I don't know if they used any CGI, and like all the writers and editors and directors seem just super into like, you know, making a good, genuine horror film. So it's it's worth seeing. Go see it. Um, and you know, if you see a bad review, don't let it discourage you. Form form your own opinions. You might not like it, but I think it's uh, just. Keep in mind how much love went into this movie. I think I think you'll dig it. I dig it. <laughs> I was going to say, based on the trailers for it, it appears to be a pretty loving homage to the slasher genre as a whole. So if you've seen the trailers and you think you're going to fuck with it, it sounds like you're going to fuck with it. You, yeah. I think the trailers pretty much show set up whether or not you're going to be the right audience for the movie. Yeah. So I think it also helps if you just don't take it too seriously. Cause Which, it's like, yeah, exactly. We've had a lot of very, like, artsy horror films coming out which i love and they're amazing but this one is definitely just sort of like a like you can kind of turn your brain off and watch this movie and still have a lot of fun yes i will need to check it out hopefully you fine folks will as well that is hellfest playing at a cinema near you uh speaking of artsy horror films that jolene just mentioned i had a chance to see the french horror film raw now, Raw is already a couple years old. I believe I mentioned it on the show a while ago because when it first came out, it piqued my interest. Um, didn't get a chance to see it until now because that's usually the way it goes. <laughs> it's on Netflix now. It is a French horror film directed and written by... Oh, I don't have this pulled up. It is a lady <laughs> named... I like ladies. Uh, that's how no that I meant it. <laughs> I do, though. <laughs> I like female directors and stuff. Um, anyway... Uh, Julia, Julia, oh no, do 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 now We'll go with. It's a very French last name. Julia Ducournau. We'll go with. Um, written and directed by her. It is the story of a young woman who is sent off to veterinary school, uh, and she is a vegetarian during the rush week of the first uh, week of her, Jesus. Get, get your life together, Matt. <laughs> During the first week of school, it's uh, you get a, the rookies, as they are referred to, as are relentlessly hazed by the upperclassmen. One such hazing ritual includes all the new new students eating a raw rabbit's kidney. Now, for a vegetarian, uh, what was her name? Juliet, I believe. I could be wrong. Gross. Uh, she initially has some reservations, but her older sister was Justine, not Juliet. 
Her older sister, Alex, uh, basically forces her to do it. And it's not really a spoiler because I think everyone knows it at this point. Eventually, Justine realizes that she has cravings for human flesh as a result of it. Dope. It oh, is. This, this is one of the most phenomenally fucked up movies I've ever seen. And it's not in like. I mean, there is some delectably gory moments for all you gore whores out there, but it's more. It's more just. Uh, sustained mood of uneasiness and uh, discomfort that prevails through the movie that just makes makes all the more gory bits all the more potent because of it. Uh, there are certain scenes in this movie that just had me on the edge of my fucking seat because conceptually they're so weird. And it's just such a great concept. And the movie itself uh, not only... Uh, obviously pertains to what it means to be a cannibal, what it means to have these uncontrollable bloodlust desires. It's actually, I found to be an allegory for addiction as a whole, because one could draw Justine's situation, draw parallels to the uh, situations of a drug addict or someone who's even trying to quit smoking. And I think that was a very clever twist, especially the way that the theme of cannibalism plays into her story later on in the film. And not only just the idea of it being about drug addiction or nicotine addiction or whatever else, it also has to deal a lot about, it's almost like a coming-of-age story, too, what it means to be uh, finding your own identity, especially in a new realm such as college, uh, and deals with themes as such as lust, not only bloodlust, but sexual lust as well. And tying the whole wonderful symbolism of the film and allegorical nature of the film is just a weird, fucked up psychological thriller that involves a pretty young girl who likes to eat people. And sounds right up my alley. Honestly, (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah, Uh, I I have not. Honestly, phenomenal. I wish I'd seen it sooner. It's really worth checking out. Uh, the only thing, I know this turns off a lot of people, but they need to get the fuck over it. It is in French. You do oh. need to read subtitles. If that's a problem for you. You can suck a dick. You can suck oh, a dick. No, I agree. Like, just, <laughs> it's fucking, it's a great movie. It's well shot. It's well performed. So you need to do some reading. It's honestly, it's worth the journey. I loved every twist and minute of it. Uh, it's the most uncomfortable I've felt in a horror movie since... I don't even remember. That's so, a good sign. Uh, yeah, check out Raw. It's on Netflix. Uh, it has been on Netflix, so I don't see it going away for a while. What year is it from? I'm sorry. I 2016. Okay. So cool. it's fairly recent. Um, I remember uh, it was one of those movies like Mandy where it made a big uh, killing in the festival circuit. I can see that. And then when it made its rounds to... Uh, uh, theaters in the area I didn't get a chance to see it but now I've seen it and worth checking out now Jolyn bro- brought up Tony Todd when she was talking about Hellfest uh, Tony Todd for those of you that may not know plays the classic 90s slasher villain Candyman in the movie of the same name don't say his name five times don't in a mirror at least um Candyman's a great movie all in its own right uh, that you should check out. <laughs> Jolin's not happy for some reason. No, I'm losing it a little bit. I'm um, fine. But, uh, Don't mind me. <laughs> speaking of Candyman, everyone's new favorite uh, director and writer, Jordan Peele, has been announced uh, that there is talk of him to produce a Candyman remake. Uh, there was an exclusive article for Bloody Disgusting, uh, that someone that must be involved with production knows that Jordan Peele is in talks to produce a remake of the film through his Monkey, Pro- Monkey Paw Productions. Going even further, after this was announced, Tony Todd himself expressed uh, that he was thrilled by the notion that Jordan Peele was announced to produce a remake, uh, given the themes of African-American culture and history in the film Candyman. And he also had a little aside, hoping that there is a place for him should they remake the film. 
So, Jolyn, what are your thoughts on Jordan Peele producing a remake of Candyman? Well, I think it's like... I'm kind of enjoying this era of remakes and reboots and stuff. I guess I don't know if it's an era because it's been happening forever. But I think this is one of those that could be revisited and done really well. Um, Especially because it's like, I fucking love Clive Barker, as I've ranted and raved about enough. Um, And it's based off of uh, The Forbidden from his Books of Blood. So, you know, I, I just want Clive Barker to make all of the money. So I'm just like, yeah, make another fucking movie. Give him some more residuals and shit, as I'm sure they have to, I think, maybe, whatever. But um, I don't know. I'd be I'd be super into it, and I love Jordan Peele. And even if he's just, like, producing it, I don't really see him, like, producing or partaking in something that's not worthwhile. So it's like, I, I can imagine this is done really well. I also, like, I just think it's funny because it... Now it seems to me like Tony Todd is suddenly just like up in the spotlight again because right. it's like I, I mean when when did Night of the Living Dead come out? That was like nineteen ninety. Yeah, I mean that was a while ago. The remake then, of Night. Yeah, of the yeah. Dead. Um, but so it's like I'm kind of glad to see him in the news again and doing mm-hmm. shit. And yeah, I, I'd like to see that movie if it happens. Um, it's also like, I mean it's it's it was an interesting narrative at the time and I think it would be very relevant today. Oh yeah. Um unfortunately so it's still relevant today. Um but yeah, I think it'd be fucking sweet. I really would want to see that movie. So I hope that uh that actually goes through. I hope it's not just talk. Yeah. Um I'm all aboard. Well, ever since Get Out, I've been all aboard the Jordan yeah. Peele hype train in general. His new horror film Us that's coming out sometime. Doing- um, Sorry. he's doing Twilight, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, I'm so into that. Graham's into that. I talked about that actually on my show today. That's I funny saw that. It up. It, dude, like, it makes so much sense too when you put into perspective the fact that like the original creator Rod Serling in the 50s was also very socially aware. Like his big topics were racism, mm-hmm. um, politics, and all that stuff. And like to have a similar director and creative heading up the reboot when when we know like how twilight zone incorporated that initially like it's the best combination you could possibly Mm -hmm. ask for especially when you look at get out get out is essentially like an hour and a half long episode of the twilight zone no it really is think about it okay this is like kind of just going into the twilight zone bit and i'm not trying to take us too off track but like do you think audiences are going to have difficulty taking jordan peele seriously as a narrator like since he was absolutely in not i think i think if anything that's gonna that's a, a really smart move based on the yeah. charisma that he has he's really talented stuff when he's just acting in it like he um what was i gonna say about that uh yeah that was one thing i thought about because i read during the the press release that the production started on the 59th anniversary one of the things i mentioned was I, I didn't even realize Jordan Peele would be hosting it, but then I thought yeah. about it. It makes a lot of sense. I think I think, I think it's he's going to do an amazing. I think job. he's doing an amazing I love job. Him so much, um, and I think it's a really good homage to the original series to have the the person heading up the the production also be the narrator yeah. and the host because it really it, it 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 makes it feel more like his project, like that's right. his baby. Like each episode is is its own work out of his mind. So who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm really curious to see it. I think well, it's going to be yeah. fantastic. Plus, even like in Key and Peele, they had a few bits where it was like funny, but it still got really, really dark. And usually, like he would play characters that were like more on the dark side, right. and he played it well. You know, like it was easy to take him serious, even like in comedic situations. So, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fucking dope. I'm super per- into it. Perfect world scenario. This is what I also said, and I still believe. I don't think it's going to happen just because it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really happen anymore. I think they should do it in black and white. Oh, God, I fucking hope so. That'd be cool. That'd be really That'd cool. Be I mean, cool. they can't really shoot it on film because practically it make, doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. There's probably not room in the budget, but if they could at least do it in black and white, because uh, I think the black and white is what makes Twilight Zone even more special, yeah. is that it like it adds this whole different layer to the atmosphere, especially in the more like horror-driven mm-hmm. episodes. There's just something more aesthetically creepy about a black and white image than a color image like sure. it's just at least for me yeah. um especially when you watch like old horror classic movies which i'm sure we'll get into talking about preparing for halloween mm-hmm. yeah. there's just something extra creepy about ha- taking out the absent or taking out color and having it absent from the picture because I don't know. There's something about color in most cases that that presents this sort of like warm feeling, mm-hmm. like it's, it's it, something you can relate. Yeah, to. Yeah, it gives you like yeah. a peace of mind. It looks more like 
the way we interact with mm-hmm. the world on a day-to-day basis. But when you take that out, it just, there's something off-putting, at least to me, about it. Yeah. It seems because that's the thing is like, especially if you're creating this twilight zone, this world that is like beyond the realm of ours, I think doing something artistically like that, that drives that point i i think is a bold move and especially in today's climate i think making it in black and white will be an homage to the original show first off and give it an identity of its own second off yeah uh, if people are worried about like oh it being too much of a you know a rip off of the original or whatever like i don't know I, i i could see the concerns of like oh this is just like this is playing on nostalgia and it's like well see black and white can really really work if the people using it have an understanding yeah and if it, it. contextually well, it makes like, sense yeah like with mad max fury road and logan like they it's almost like a gimmick mm-hmm. at that point because it's like oh like we we just we did a code that we threw it back in final cut and put it in black and white and yeah. it's like then it's like you were shooting the movie for a color and sure it can look interesting a couple shots can look interesting in black and white but you were shooting the movie for especially a movie like mad max where it's so visually stunning from a color perspective i mean the color grade is is second to none so i i just yeah no i i but but go back to the twilight zone i think it'd just be a really interesting choice especially in in uh the modern day where tv and and film is rarely shot black away like i mean there's only a select few Unless movies that have done it in the last couple years. city or something yeah, yeah. like it, it, it's it's definitely there's a certain reason it's used nowadays um and i think for this it's a perfect scenario mm-hmm. like it's a perfect uh way to 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 pay homage to the original but also i mean it, it's twilight zone you're gonna it's an anthology series yeah. so um you're gonna get new things regardless um, so why not do an homage bit? Have Jordan Peele be the host. Have it in black and white. I, don't I know. honestly like couldn't even picture the Twilight Zone in any other way. Like right. when well, I was they did the this. they did the eighties reboot and that yeah. was in color. But who watched that? But that's that? not the same. You mm-hmm. know, it's like yeah. a- anytime I picture the Twilight Zone, I always like imagine the, the black and white episodes. Yeah. And it, like when I was picturing Jordan Peele as the host, I was like, oh fuck, it's gonna be really good. And of course, it was automatically in black and white. And yeah, I. I, I think I might be like a little bit disappointed if uh, if it turns out they don't do black and white. Right. I think it's gotten to that point where I'm yeah. just like, that's what I'm kind of... I'm like every thinking. other person out there in the sense that anytime someone says the Twilight Zone, the first image I think of is William Shatner's face on that airplane. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that's the case the for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> it's his, his overacting to the absolute max. So, oh, such yeah. a good, <laughs> such Dude, a good episode, kinda, though. Nothing against like, the episode. It's just William Shatner as an actor is... is and it is just uh, something William else. Shatner is just I, I can't even find the word. Yeah, he's just an anomaly was the one I was actually looking for. One yeah. of those people that just kind of fell into Hollywood and they're like, I, I I'm an actor now. I don't know what to do with this guy. Right. Give him a show. Give him a show. <laughs> now. <laughs> that seems like a good transition because we're about to talk about this and then Halloween and then because... John Carpenter. I can't read your fucking. I'm sorry. Um, oh, it was actually that was, was painful to watch. Yeah, I know people good. at home listening didn't see that, but <laughs> I can't read. Period. Yeah, it's it's a mess. I'm a mess. What I was gonna say is because uh, William Shatter's face was the model for the mask in Halloween, oh. and we're about to talk about John Carpenter a little True. bit. True. It would be a good segue if I actually. I was, fucked it up. Was wrapped with the Candyman thing. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. That's all good. Um, oh God. No, you're fine. We're totally way off fine. track. It's okay. No, because we were talking about Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele, I think, we're all officially on the the hype train for Jordan Peele. Choo-choo. All aboard. Um, so, and especially with what he did with Get Out, what he, uh, that represents for African-American culture and the way that ties into the mythos of Candyman. I think uh, Jordan Peele's lens would be something very interesting and appropriate uh, to remake it. And hopefully Tony Todd works his way into it at, in some way. I don't know if he'll play Candyman again, but because it's hard to see anyone else in that role. But right. going back to William Shatner. Sorry, I'm a mess. <laughs> It's totally fine. No, it's totally fine. We're going back to William Shatner because everyone knows that a William Shatner mask was modified to to be the Michael Myers mask in everyone's favorite horror movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, (laughs) The director of Nightmare on Elm Street, John Carpenter, has recently been interviewed saying that he would 
potentially do a new movie if the correct opportunity presented itself. I have an article here that says that he would like to do a new movie, one that would uh, suit his age, something that he could feasibly do. Um, because he said like he couldn't go back to the Arctic and do another thing. He couldn't do anything that strenuous. When asked what he would like to do, he said he would like to do something in Europe, maybe Venice, because uh, he just has a draw to that place. But he also says he's perfectly content just hanging out and playing video games. <laughs> so what do we think, Jolyn? We'll start with you. What do we think about the prospects? John Carpenter maybe sitting back down in the director's chair and put this in context. The last movie that he directed was the ward. It was Uh, 2011. Did you not like it? I liked it until the ending. I thought the ending fucking sucked. I had fun with it. (laughs) Kind of ruined most of the movie for me. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'm super into it, which is why I was like trying to like, fucking shove that transition in there sorry <laughs> you're um, stop apologizing it's fine run on like three hours of sleep and i've been awake too long anyway um i was a little like okay when i was researching this because i was like oh that's fucking cool i wonder if he has like listed any specific ideas because he had said that like he did have a few ideas um and he was just sort of like contemplating but every fucking article that i read was just like a reiteration of the entertainment weekly mm-hmm. interview which is what the that all was based off of so yeah. i was like well fuck okay none of this is new information all right um i guess part of me is like i can't really blame him for not for like just wanting to sit around and do nothing because i'm like dude dude's still a lot with his life you know what i mean he's 70 years old honestly yeah. and if he just wants to sit around and play video games he yeah fucking do it dude (laughs) but i mean of course like as any avid fan would i i want to see more shit all the time you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like i always want to see stuff happen but i also understand that that's not necessarily feasible because it's like i i barely have the energy to do anything now i don't i can't imagine being 70 and having the energy to you know, direct a whole film. So, or even like go on the road and tour doing your music and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's he's a man of many talents, and he's been killing it nonstop. So while I would love to see a film, I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it, dude. Chill out. Watch right. basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the other thing you said. Um, Graham, I, do you have any thoughts on John Carpenter? If it's the right movie and it makes sense, go for it. But um, I know if I was him, and as he's already stated... I would be doing the exact same thing. Like, you made the most iconic horror film of all time, arguably. Right. Like Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, exactly. <laughs> uh, you've, you've made the thing. I mean, you've made so many iconic movies at this point. If you have nothing else to show, if you, if you have nothing else to prove, which you realistically don't, right? I mean, I would be doing the exact same thing. Don't force yourself into any project if it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I get like people want to see more stuff by him before he goes, and and I get all that. But at the end of the day, I'd rather him coast than jump into something for the sake of jumping into something and it doesn't work out and it's not a good film, right? Um, because that's going to tarnish his legacy and and our perception of him more than if he just is like, fuck it. I got nothing else to, else to say. Because you see that a lot with like directors where they just keep making movies and they lost their edge 20 years yeah. ago. You know, it does. And, and like, I won't even name names. People know who I'm exactly who I'm talking about. Matt Schaefer. Um, it's true. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I ever had an edge. Uh, <laughs> but like, they, 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 lose, they lose that creative drive and it really shows in their work. And they're basically turning out movies just for cash grabs or whatever reason. It's definitely not me. <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 that tarnishes their legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll it's just say true. it's Clint Eastwood. Um, oh, no, I mean, the, I knew exactly who you. Were I mean, and I'm not, about. not just him. I mean, there's countless names, but you look at Spielberg somebody like too, him to a degree. To a degree, Spielberg's remaking West Side Story. Like, why? It's oh, so weird. Um, I didn't know that. But yeah, I mean, you you got these directors who become. Just they you, you their creative spirit is completely deplenished, right. and they're still walking out there making movies. In a lot of cases, they become job directors, mm. and I don't know. It's just I I don't want that to be John Carpenter. I I want him to retire, and yeah, he's got a few bumps along the way, but for the most part, we can say he's had a really successful filmography, 
And I think that's the best thing for him. So, sure. hell, yeah. I'm with Jolyn. If, the, if there's no good project, sit on your ass, watch basketball, play video games. Yeah, I have, dude, I'm in no place to it. judge. Sure. I know. Yeah, if anybody's earned it, it's him. The only, the only time I want him to step back in the director's chair is if he directs the script for Escape from Las Vegas that I wrote. And mm. he gets uh, Kurt Russell back Fucking for it. You, dude. <laughs> thank, thank you, Graham. Graham's <laughs> like my mother. He's fixing my microphone for me. Often like what my mother did for me in my crib. Adjusted my microphone for me. <laughs> he was running his um, No, and all... <laughs> In all seriousness, while I did I did write a script called Escape from Las Vegas. Um, oh no, we believed you. We believed I, you. I, as sad I'm as it is, for, we all believe. Mall for John Carpenter just coasting. If the right project comes along, he's probably my favorite director. I would love to see him do something cool and new. But dude's also making kick-ass music. Like he released two great solo albums. He redid all of his classic themes and made them sound dope as fuck. And he's doing the soundtrack for the new Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's honestly, it's honestly fantastic. And I'm all for whatever this guy has in the future. More, yeah. more power to him. We tried getting him on the show, and he said no. And I respect him. He was probably too busy playing Sonic the Hedgehog. So I hear he's a he, I hear he's a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. I love that. Even the one where he turns into a werewolf. Especially the one. Especially the one where especially. he turns into the. Werewolf. <laughs> um, so that uh, covers sort of the news-related topics. Now we're going to move into the more editorial section Spooky of the show. Shit. Spooky shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> Graham loves it. Oh, yeah. Um, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, yeah, we're, spooky shit. Uh, basically, we're going to open up the topic. We may have touched on this in other episodes. I don't remember. We've done like 90 of these things, which we haven't, but I rounded up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rounded way up. Uh, we... We're, I'm just going to open up the discussion of the things we do to prepare for October and how we celebrate Halloween. No particular order, just I watch. hit me. Uh, well, usually um, I try to watch 100 horror films every October. Fuck. Um, it never it never works. Oh, okay. Um, and I've been doing it for the past like four years. Never ever works. The closest I got to was like 70 or 80 something. That's, that's still pretty so impressive. Really, I know, really I, good. I'm committed. But I count things that I'm like not fully paying attention to. So if it's like if I put something on at the bar, I, I'll count that. You okay. know what I mean? Or if it's something that like, you know, if I watch like most of it. And yeah, I... I I'm lenient. Was with one life. of them hostile? <laughs> Not yet, because uh, we're only a few days in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to hostile in a minute. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna plug some stuff, uh, some local stuff that you can do in Milwaukee because we have a lot of really awesome local theaters that put on really cool horror movies during mm. this time of year. Um, I don't know hostile. why. I just like, <laughs> I just like moaned. <laughs> I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so uh, now that the Orientals owned by Milwaukee Film, they'll be. I mean, you know, they usually do the film festival around this time of year. So I think that's. Uh, oh God, um, that's starting the 18th of this month until the first of November. Um, is it really that late this year? I thought it was super early. Last yeah, no, year. I uh, was actually thinking about that the other day. Like it usually happens late September, yeah. early okay. October. So. It could be late. I don't know. Maybe I mean, they're just getting they, their shit together because well, they just yeah they just restored or yeah. did whatever they like. Whatever. Yeah. Um, they whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they just took over Oriental pretty recently. So maybe they, they had to work out some kinks. Orient. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, as always, the Oriental Theater is having their midnight showing of Rocky Horror. Uh, I know one is on the thirteenth. They have a second one. I'm not sure which weekend that is, but it's always a Saturday like the night at midnight. I think. Okay, twenty seventh. Because I think I'm busy both days. They're Aww. showing it this month. Um, it looks like oh, they're God. the ones who are also showing a Clockwork Orange and The Shining in 35 millimeter, and I think they're showing a Kubrick documentary or something. It's I think it's a little, I don't know I don't I don't know the information I didn't include that information I don't know when that is, but so the Oriental is a part of like you know doing a bunch of horror stuff this month. The Avalon is also doing their fourth annual Shocktoberfest, which includes uh, like the Evil Dead, Phantasm, the Amityville Horror, and the Fly. The Fly is the one from the 80s with the Sexy Jeff Goldblum, who I love so much. <laughs> no affiliation with Schaefer Shocktober? 
No, quite, quite different. Oh, it's bastards. <laughs> You'll see them in court. It's, yeah. it's Shocktoberfest, so uh, it's a little right, different. All right, yeah, all right. They get it. Slide. <laughs> also, we have uh, we have the Downer Theater, and they're doing um, almost midnight showings such as Beetlejuice, The Exorcist, The Lost Boys, and Evil Dead 2. So if you want, you can do like a Evil Dead double feature and support two local awesome theaters. How um, about no? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then right. uh, we also have The Times. They're doing like a Friday night freak show. I don't, I don't know if they have more than one this year, but I know they're doing Halloween, like the original Halloween. And there's also... Uh, the one directed by Wes Craven. Oh, my God. Get out. <laughs> uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, that's sponsored by WMSE. They're going to have like a metal DJ. Um, like is, he's made out of metal or no, does he play he metal? No, he DJs heavy metal. Okay. Um, so it's that like is... Tin Man DJing. That is October 12th. Um, so yeah, follow follow the Avalon, the Oriental Theater, the Downer Theater, and the Times so you can, you know, support your local cinema and, and figure out what they're doing because it's, it's more than just what I listed. They, they all participate really... Really well. Um, also, if you're into live theater, uh, there's a musical happening at The Alchemist. Um, it's called Punk is Dead. It's Followed really by cool. Hostel, the musical. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and that is showing October 11th through the 13th, and the 18th through the 20th, and the 25th, 25th through the 27th. I think that's probably Thursday through Saturday every week for three weeks. Um also, I'm going to be at a burlesque show, so come to that burlesque show. Can I can I self promote? Is that okay? I mean, Does the burlesque have anything to do with Halloween? Yeah. Yes. Ah, damn it! I was going to say no. But yeah, yeah, you <laughs> it can. does. Um, it's it's the yes. Bruce you City. can always you can promote whatever. Okay. Yes, always. It's the Bruce City Bombshells Trick or Tease show. It's uh the 20th. It's a Saturday at Company Brewing. Um, I'm not like in it in it. I'm just assisting another performer. Let's be honest. And we always do like fun movie themed stuff. I'm not going to give it away. Um. So last year we did. I was Casey Becker from Scream, and she murdered me on stage. Did you say something about a performer named Liz Bianis? Liz Bianis. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> oh my god, the greatest, oh, greatest Sandy. thing. Um. So yeah, that's those are my plugs for you guys. Um. Yeah. Most importantly, just fucking follow your local cinemas because they're they're doing really cool shit. And that's how you celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Hundred horror films. Oh, that's right. You said that. Yeah, hundred horror films. I was being a jackass. Then, well, no, I just I wanted I wanted to throw that in because like Matt and I are more isolated. We just do things by ourselves. Well, you we're just not, fucking the downer is right over there. The True. Oriental is right that's, over there. That's too far. Oh my god, <laughs> that's too far for me. I have to crawl both ways. You know what's closer? Snow. My <laughs> my bed with the TV right near it, it's and like your copy of Hostel, Hostel by oh, Eli Roth. <laughs> Should we talk about Hostel? Yeah, Grants. talk about your love of Hostel again. <laughs> I love it. It's it's the best movie that anyone has ever made. No, I actually rewatched it the other day. Um, Our and good friend Charles Arpin just saw it for the yeah, first time. Yeah, he inspired me to rewatch it. He really and, liked it. And I, I genuinely, yeah, I really fucking love that movie. Like, I know, I'm going to be like, I'm gonna be honest, I know the whole torture porn thing turns people off to the movie. But or turns them on yeah you got it um <laughs> but i think it's 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 of the tor- if you're gonna do torture porn this is the way to do it there's uh, i think personally um the 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 characters are compelling enough and you sympathize with them enough i mean yeah they're kind of douchebags who are going around europe to get laid but at the end of the day like they do seem like genuinely good characters and i think that adds an uh, an additional layer to the movie um and that adds anything to any horror movie when you have, because more often than not, unfortunately, there's a lot of horror films where the lead characters we can't get behind and we actually want to see get killed or have pain brought onto them. But in this movie, I'm glad to say uh, that these are characters that you feel for, especially when the things, the events start to unravel. That was one of the things that Eli Roth also talked about in an interview about the movie is that he wanted this to be a slow burn horror film. He wanted to be it, it, to take its time to get to where it's trying to go, which is this very messed up type of environment where people are being um, purchased or, or people are purchasing time in order to, to torture an individual. And uh, it's, it, it, it goes from there. But I think that 
it's one of Eli Roth's best films. I've only seen Hostel, and I actually got around to seeing this summer, I believe it's an Eli Roth film, Cabin Fever. Yeah, that's an Eli Roth. Oh, yeah, yeah that's like his first one. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I didn't think that was too bad. I actually enjoyed it, but... Um, that's my I think, favorite of his. Oh, I, I think Hostel's my favorite, but they're both pretty decent. I got to see more about Eli Roth, because I feel like he definitely... He's, like, a he's a modern style. day like Rob Zombie. He's a modern day exploitation director, and I some of his that. and he's hey, honest we, about we, it. We brought up Rob Zombie podcast oh, almost over, and we brought up Rob Zombie. Sorry, yeah. I'm shouting. I know, but always shout. Um, Graham, do you have anything else to add about how you celebrate October or Halloween? I, I mean, I just like to watch as many movies as I possibly can. Yeah. Um. I'm not, I'm not into the whole Halloween party scene, I guess. I mean, they're fine, and they can be enjoyable for what they are, but I don't know. The whole big social gatherings have never been my cup of tea. I just like to, to chill at home, drink something cool. Halloween-y. I don't know what that means exactly. That could I like be, making uh, mulled cider. Uh, uh, yeah. Cider, yeah, cider's a go-to, so uh, and I just like to watch something new and a lot of my favorites. Like I'm, I'm pretty... I'm a simple man with simple pleasures when it comes to Halloween. There's not really... I don't try to change it up each year. I remain pretty consistent. So. I always have to watch Halloween 3, specifically. <laughs> specifically yes. Halloween 3. I gotta watch I mean, Hall- oh, Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. That's the one I always gotta watch. feature at some point. Of Let's the, just watch every single Halloween. I have them all. Yeah, there and you go. Four and five suck dick, but we'll, we'll, I'll know. do it. And so is Resurrection. Resurrection's like one of the worst movies ever fucking, fucking made. Um... Y'all have great answers. Uh, I like Jolan uh, for the past few years. Been doing what I call Schaefer Shocktober, which is on Facebook. I post a movie a day, which that's more feasible. You're smarter than me. And, well, in a perfect world, I'm actually watching these movies a day, each day. It doesn't so you're necessarily admitting you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've admitted that before, though. Um, liar. This this year is going really well. I mean, it's yeah. Only, so shut up, Graham. It's only the third day of October by the, when we're recording this. <laughs> he hasn't fucked up so, yet. So pretty good so far. Actually, I already fucked up because I was supposed to see Hellfest the first day, but plans fell through and we didn't see. So Hellfest. you're a liar again. So you can see it. I watched House of a Thousand Corpses instead. Dude, I love House it was of pretty a Thousand great. Corpses. But uh, but not as much as you love Devil's Rejects. That's false. Ooh, fun fact. Because I because I always do like crazy costumes for Halloween. Not like crazy, but I was making myself and I, they're gory. It's baby Firefly one year. From oh, the Devil's really? Rejects, and I made like the ripped jeans. So there were like holes in the butt <laughs> right, and yeah. I was all blood splattered. Like I just got shot a bunch. Wow. I was really proud of that one. Where are you going to be this year? Or is that a spoiler? Or do you not know? I guess I can tell you. I was going to like not tell you, but I'm like, I've been bragging about it forever. I'm going to be trash from Return of the Living Dead. So I have like red hair and I have like the vest already in the boots. That's on my list to see this year. Oh God, dude. It's so good. Trash. It's on Prime. I'm just going to, I'm going to let you know now. Trash is the one who takes off all her clothes and uh, dances on a grave. Um, I'm going to be fully clothed though. All, (laughs) all of all the time. Good to know. Graham, they can't hear you nod. You just <laughs> leaned right up to the microphone and nodded. He got me. Graham, do you have a can... costume planned? My girlfriend and I are going as Garth and Wayne from Wayne's nice. World. Oh my god, I love that That's so awesome. much. And we might be are going... Are you going to be Garth? Or is she going to be I'm, Garth? I'm Wayne. She's uh. going as Garth. I also am trying to convince her to do a day of Peavis and Butthead, which are oh it's practically like the same thing. Same type of personalities. Right. They're both goofballs. I love so this. I love it would make so sense. Much. That's cool. I'm... For work, uh, one one day at work, we're doing masquerade theme, so, so I'm going to have to plan something around that. Just get a fancy suit. Yeah, and a mask. Um, but Make your own. It's more fun. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to be the Joker, I think. Ooh. Now, which Joker? The Joaquin Phoenix? Joker? I'm going to make my own sort of amalgamation from Ooh. a bunch of different sources. It's going to be Mark Hamill, Jack Nicholson, some of the comics. I love Jack Nicholson. Um, not really Heath Ledgery because that one's like very separate it it's seems. so basic bitch and I'm just well, yeah, also I, a lot of people have done that costume true. Um, not really big hey I did that in fifth grade or sixth grade I'll have you know and it was pretty we were, damn cool all we were right? in sixth grade when the dark knight came out oh wait yeah that sounds about right oh, wait, would be, you would have been in like what eighth grade seventh grade I was a freshman in high school that's false Right? No, in 2008? Yeah, I guess I was in 8th grade. I was going to say, you're not that much older no. than us. You're right. So you're a liar as well. 
Weird. So, yeah, Schaefer's October. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll be seeing what I'm watching, allegedly, each day of the week. <laughs> um, I always... Always try to decorate the house a little bit. I haven't done it yet, but I need to do that. I always like to try and pick up a pumpkin, carve yeah. it. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna have a pumpkin carving party. So nice. I'd be down. Always. I, um, full disclosure: I stole the pumpkin I carved last year from Ooh. from in front of a hospital. Edgy. Yeah, I know. I'm basically Alex from A Clockwork Orange. Might as well. Um, Unlike Graham, I do enjoy going to Halloween parties mainly to see other people's costumes. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year, I'm going to have fun with it. I found out that Marilyn Manson has a brand of absinthe called Mansynth. I'm going to procure a bottle of that. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. Probably not remember anything of late October, but (laughs) yeah. um, Other than that, I'd like to. uh, I'm much like Graham, a simple man. I have my standards that I got to watch every uh, October. I always got to watch Charlie Brown, Grey Pumpkin. I always got to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Hocus Pocus for me, too. I've never seen Hocus Pocus. What? I also feel like I'm 22 now, and I don't think I will get anything out of Hocus Pocus. I think you will, and I also, uh, I want to, it might be the Oriental is showing it. I didn't even I know somewhere is showing it, yeah. Fucking find that shit on Facebook. It's fun. It's a really fun movie. Okay. It's fun even for adults. I've watched it recently. I should try it. I should try it. Okay, one staple for me and I like I've tried to strike up this conversation with people. I'm not sure if a lot of people know about it, but it's this movie called When Good Ghouls Go Bad. It's like an R.L. Stein okay story. Uh Christopher Lloyd is in it. And it's like kind of like a beautiful film about like this kid's grandfather dying and then coming back to life and then like this town being sort of haunted and also overrun by zombies a little <clears> bit <throat> and also maybe cursed. I don't know. It's just it's really fun. Nice. Um and it's kind of weirdly, weirdly heartwarming. So if you've never seen When Good Ghouls Go Bad, I, you should look into it. Mm. It's fun. So I always need to, yeah, always have my stand. I'll need to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, probably another Living Dead, and then that one that John Carpenter did. To answer um, your question about Halloween Town, I didn't get anything out of Halloween Town when I was Hocus a Hocus. young. Oh. oh, but I loved Halloween Town. Wow. Let's talk Shit, about then, Halloween then, Town. Then I, then I can't talk about Hocus Pocus. <laughs> well, then I, I mean. Talk about both. Hocus Pocus, I don't have anything to say about. Halloween Town, I never got into. Oh. For whatever reason. I'm sorry, Joel. I know that really <laughs> that was disappointed such you. genuine disappointment. Oh, my yeah. God. I don't know. It wasn't was my like, cup of tea back in the day. You I know what movie I really liked to watch? It. Was uh, Little Vampire. Does anyone remember that movie? Oh, I do. It was or, the little uh, kid from uh, Stuart Little. Yeah, he was I remember the it, but I don't think I ever saw it. It's the Little Monsters, the one that, not, this is a different entity, but like the one Howie from like, the 80s. Or, yeah. Yeah. I think they're remaking also Little Vampire to an animated film, I'm pretty Ooh, sure. That'd be cute. Both, so, both of those films I have a lot of fun with. Yeah. Some good good classic uh, TV episodes to watch, too, of just Halloween. I'm trying to think of... You always like uh, the original animated Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great yeah, movie, that's dude. really good. Uh, I, I hate the that, that DVD set, though, has that really shitty lead-in movie like mr toad or something i love like. mr toad. i always liked mr toad. i hated mr toad dude charlie hates it too he would charlie rate. doesn't well that's not i'm not gonna say that Chuckles that's a five can, of wor- can of worms that i do um, not need to open yeah but I, I like that legend of sleepy hollow animated film i don't really care for the johnny Depp movie i'm sorry oh i love that movie uh, yeah i actually kind of like it too. i Christine love that Ritchie, movie. I'm, I'm a sucker for Christine i'm also not a big tim burton fan so that that's might fair. be that's part fair. of it but yeah no that's a great movie Scooby-Doo, I mean, stuff like that. Those fun uh, little things are yeah. always just a nice break from the, the grotesque nature of modern horror films fact, and old horror the, films. The only horror movie you watch in October is Hostile. Yeah, I need a break from that once in a while. <laughs> I always need a little levity in October because I'll, I'll be like watching nonstop horror movies and I'll start having nightmares all the time. And I'm like, all right, it's time for like it's true. a great nice pumpkin. break. Yeah, <laughs> you need that. I've got a couple. I've got some... <laughs> got some bogus ones like some really dopey picks lined up for the shock tower that i'm super excited for nice Um, because you can't watch the same ones each year you got to change it up yeah i mean i'll watch the same ones each year by posts about new ones or different ones at least but what's one that you have to see by the end of the month like you are oh that i have to see a new film that you have to see by the end of the month like if you had to choose like which one 
Are you I making mean, a priority to make sure you actually sit down and watch and don't lie to the good people <laughs> that follow Schaefer Shocktober? Or like, no, 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 no like, like that's a, new to me. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to think. Well, there's a, there's a few on my list that I've wanted to see for a while. Like uh, Charlie actually got for my birthday. Thank you, Charlie. Got me a copy of the American The Ring. Uh, oh, dude, want, you have to watch that. that dude, that's got to be I your might, objective. I might have it on VHS. Oh, really? And if I do, you should watch it on a VCR because it's way creepier. I'm way sure. Well, yeah. Um, now, why is that, Joel? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back okay. in the day, right. there was this, this invention called VHS. <laughs> what? Um, but he also gave me one hour photo. Uh, which is, oh, Robin is that Williams. the one? Yeah, Robin Williams. I remember seeing that. Like, it aired on TV. On like, it wasn't like basic cable. I don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck it was, but I was like youngish when I saw oh, it, yeah. and I remember being like, "This is fucked up." Is this Robin Williams? <laughs> but it was cool. It was really cool. Um, kind of reminded me of like Thomas Harris. Yeah. Um, and then he also gave me Cujo, so I need to get my dope. Uh, Never my, seen uh, it. Steve. Actually, tell me how it is. I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. Um, there's a few. I'll just go through the list. Uh, a few hostels <laughs> analysts. A few that I'm really excited to see. The descent. Nice. Um, the descent. Brain damage, which oh is Oh my god. You've seen brain damage? I, is that the one um dude like gets a parasite thing that latches onto his spine? What year is that from? Like eighty seven. Oh my god. I know I know that movie. I think I was thinking it's directed of- by the same guy that did Basket Case. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking Hooker. of. Yeah, fuck, I love Frankenhooker. <laughs> um, Have you guys seen Frankenhooker? No, I want no. to though. Oh, I have it on DVD. Let's watch Frankenhooker. Okay. That one's so uh, fun. Right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of Dario Argento movies that I want to watch because the only one I've seen by him is Suspiria. Um, Happy Death Day I've had for a while. I still need to watch. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Um, I've got two. You mentioned Hostel. I've got two other movies by the Bear Jew on my list. I've got Knock mm-hmm. Knock and Cabin Fever. I haven't yeah. seen either of them. I've heard you'll, knock, lo- you'll like Cabin I've heard Knock Knock is awful, but it looks kind of hilarious. I, okay, I have mixed feelings about Knock Knock because okay. I kind of like it because I love me some female psychos, but also it's like it takes it takes the movie into like a fucked up realm that's not necessarily like pleasing for an audience. And it's like fucked up can be good for the sake of fucked up, but it's like. I feel like it doesn't make you uncomfortable enough to make you feel like that that sense of disgust that's right. actually kind of exciting. It's just sort of like you're just kind of like, ugh, like these chicks, man. Yeesh. It's got to be, yeah, it's got to be intentional and like it, it makes sense within that context. If it doesn't, then. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I just think like if you're going to go like gross, it's better to go like all the way gross instead of. Yeah, like, don't hold back. Yeah. Because with this one, it just feels like he's kind of like playing on certain weird fears, and it's just not necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. Form your own opinion. I'm going to shut up. I don't know. I'm just all for people torturing Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he does a really bad job in that movie. I mean, he just always does a really bad job. Um, (laughs) Oh, but John Wick. John Wick. John Wick is the only movie I've enjoyed him in. I love John Uh, Wick. As much as I like the neon, as much as I like the neon demon, I still think he fucking sucks in that movie. Really, I like the neon. Yeah, I love the neon demon. I think he sucks in it. I forgot he was even fucking in that movie. Uh, He is Matrix. Matrix in general is a turd of the '90s that just needs to go away. I'm the only one that feels that way. I actually totally agree, dude. I've watched. I watched the first Matrix for the first time, like it's so in dated. 2013, like, it and even then, hold up at all. I'm like, to watch it again. It's been a long. Oh time. God! I watch, I watch it with someone that was, is so into it, and I'm like, this is like, I understand the appeal, and I feel like it's one of those things where like you probably needed to be into it when you were younger because yeah. it just there are so many things where I was like, what? Like, <laughs> oh my God! No, I totally agree. Uh, it did nothing for me. And, and I like the, I like the initial concept. I think that the execution is so early two thousands that well, I'm so like, it's so boring too. Like it's they don't do anything really interesting with the concept. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, and then before October is over, I need to get my cage rage on with Vampire's Kiss and Wicker Man. So nice. that's, dude, I love him and the Wicker Man. I, I haven't actually, seen it all the way through. Oh my god, that one's I fucking oh Vampire's Kiss has some of the so most much. beautiful Nicholas Cage moments of all time. Baby, yeah, him just running, him either. walking through the streets. Apparently, some yelling. people watched it without me the other day, but I'm the have only a little seen, upset about it. Have you seen Once Bitten with Jim Carrey from? No, like, I think it's like ninety or eighty something. Okay. Um. But it's pretty much like that. Sounds like the exact same thing as Vampire Kiss. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's like this woman is trying to find a virgin, and so she like preys upon Jim Carrey. 
I don't know. Um, all right. <laughs> once bitten. Just look into it. I've seen and it that's like all you need to know. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. It's goofy and it's like fucking ridiculous. So. Fair enough. Um, before I just made the decision like 20 minutes ago, before Uh-oh. I close out each edition in October, we're going to end with a brief recommend recommendation of a horror film. You should watch this October. And it cannot be hostile or sinister. But oh, I love sinister. So yeah, have you seen the sequel? Yeah, it's shit. Oh, you I, like it? I can't. I uh. <laughs> okay. Well, we can have a discussion about this next episode. I'm surprised that you tune in into- next week for a point counterpoint on Sinister Two. It's uh, dog shit. Um. All right, we'll start with Jolyn. Jolyn, brief horror movie recommendation. You what should sinister the people two. watch this October? If you give Sinister um, 2, I swear to God. Can, can it be like a, a double thing with the movie and its sequel? Sure. Because uh, this is my staple because these are two of my favorite horror movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the sequel with uh, Bill Mosley. It's Chop Top. It's and Dennis Hopper. Yeah. I, would like to, I, I still need to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Oh my God. Dude. Okay. We're having a movie night. All right. I know I, I always say that, but we're doing that. All right. Graham. Um... Damn, not sinister, not hostile. You're really putting me into a corner here. <laughs> I know you've seen more than two horror movies, yeah, no, Graham. But I don't want to say like one that I always talk about. So I got to take out the Hills Have Eyes remake because I'm a huge fan of that movie. Man, fuck! If I had to think of one, you oh, can do it. Like that. How about you? How about you, Matt? You, you say. One, but I just need right. a few more seconds. To okay, think that's of fair. Um, I'm going to recommend the one I just watched before we recorded for my Shocktober today. It's not really a horror movie, but it's fun as fuck. End of days. It was. You ever want to see Schwarzenegger fight the devil? Of course you fucking do. It's one of the most like just harmless, fun, like bizarrely entertaining action movies of the 90s. It's actually pretty visually interesting, has a good soundtrack, has a good pacing, good atmosphere. It's slammed by every critic known to man. But if you're an Arnold fan or if you're a fan of just like weird 90s action movies, like movies like, even though I I mentioned it in a negative tone, if you're a fan of like The Matrix or Blade or like Dark City, I feel like End of Days is a good like one of those weird like gothy movies of the 90s that you should check out. I got one. Doesn't make any sense. No, actually, I'm just kidding. It does make sense. I was going to say the only reason it wouldn't make sense is because it's more of a an action movie. Um, mine mine was an action movie, yeah, too. So. Oh, that's true, yeah. It's uh, it's Final Destination. Oh, yeah. That's ser- that serious. I can dig that. I don't know why I backed away from, from giving that a suggestion, because like, there's definitely, I don't know if you want to creepy, but unsettling moments in those movies. And it often gets paired as being like a horror film yeah. of some kind. I would say it is. Yeah, know? I mean... I guess, I guess it, it qualifies. I, that, I think I think they're all entertaining in their own way. That series was something that I like strayed away from when they first started coming out because I was like, I don't know, the concept seemed like a little lame, and I was just like, ah, nah, that wouldn't be any good. And then I saw them, and I was like, fuck, I love these movies. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think they're a lot of fun. I Ow. think the. Uh, I'm trying to think of my personal favorite. I honestly, I think the last one was. Probably my overall favorite, surprisingly enough. Like you don't want which yeah, one is that? The the last one. I'm not gonna spoil anything. But oh. yeah, it's like the well, final destination. It's got the skull with the five in it on the well, cover. How does it start? That's what I mean. It's like, oh shit. Is that spoiling anything? I, I haven't watched them just, in years. I yeah, I, I just bought fine. all of them so I could rewatch them, but I remember the fifth one I had the best time with. They're all fun <laughs> in their own way though. They're really stupid. Don't take any of it seriously. It's it's not Sometimes worth you your time. You yeah, it's it's like yeah, unplug your brain. There's no harm in that. So, Final Destination is my recommendation if you're looking for more of a fun, turn your brain off type thriller slash horror film this October. So you go. And each week we will be giving you new recommendations. Yeah, we'll be more prepared so, next time. Yeah, yeah. So Graham, <laughs> now you know. Each, I know. Each I'm, week, I'm not good at what I do. All right, my children, this was the first edition, my tender lumplings, this was the first edition of the weekly (laughs) Monsters of Midnight. What? (laughs) All right, my children. Fuck. 
Joel in. Oh, this is the best fucking episode we've ever done, you guys. Yeah, pro- half of it's going to be missing, but <laughs> we fixed it. Graham, uh, thank you. Falling apart. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> and so, my tender lumplings, we return to our coffins as the sun returns above the horizon. And as it dips back down, we emerge onto the street to wreak havoc. I, I fuck this up every fired, single time. You fired again. I don't I know how you keep doing this. You can never do the intro or the outro right. And The I, implication is that we're nocturnal. The implication <laughs> is that we're vampires. <laughs> Even though, like, Graham's a mad scientist. I'm an escaped killer. And I swear I give Joel in a different identity every like single show. a ghoulette show. or a witch. A ghoulette or a witch. Por yeah. que no los dos? What the fuck? Why not both? Now she's speaking Mandarin. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Have a groovy evening. It's the semi-annual sale at Mattress Firm. For a limited time, get huge savings of up to $500 on our top-rated mattresses. We have more than 15 beds with over four-star ratings on sale store-wide. Like our fan-favorite Serta Memory Foam Queen mattress, now just $397. You won't find this deal anywhere else. But hurry in, this sale ends Tuesday. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter Bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420 in stores only. Excludes in store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and two-day only deals.